welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Well, hello, Dewey. Good evening, Daniel. Oh, getting closer and closer to the edge. <laughs> I think it's a bad thing that we're recording this on a Monday, isn't it? We had a proper case of the Mondays today in work, which is one of those where, yeah, just like nothing seems to go your way. Um, <laughs> just the houses, the people that live in them. It was one of them. We, we, we've started a, I've got to be careful what I say here, but um, we've started a, a scheme um, doing these assessments on kind of social housing. Sure. And uh, we've today. I was doing a lot of work on like a, an estate that okay. is quite well known for uh, antisocial behaviour and a place of like deep, deep <laughs> poverty. And it was one of them. Uh, I haven't had one of these in a while. Actually, we go to people's homes, and obviously you almost have to perform in them. You know, like oh hello, how are yeah. you? I'm here to do this today. Whilst you're surrounded by all sorts of like fucking visual triggers of trauma it's just like you almost have got to blank them out you know like dog <laughs> shit on the floor the smell of dog children walking through it just dirt oh. grime you've got to just like and also not trying to blame the people because a lot of people tell me like i can understand how you can do your job you know <laughs> but it gives me a certain humility i think because like not many people get to Go to the cold yeah. face yeah, and yeah. see what these people are going through, or, or looking at that little child there who's three years old and clawing his way through shit. Yeah. Well, if he commits a crime at sixteen, you're not surprised then, really. You know, we've got yeah. to help these yeah. people. You know. <laughs> so, but long story short, it was one of those where, like, <laughs> yeah, I had to have like ten minutes in the van. You know, one of those just to like process but, everything. I was like, a, yeah, it was really yeah, dark. It affects you. Yeah, it just affects you. You know, because once you're Dad and stuff, and you see kids. If you, if you have a, if you have a safeguarding concern in your job, who would you go to? <laughs> well, yeah, it would, it would be me in the business, of course. Um, yeah. I've had to do that before. I've had to, but it was myself oh, sure. that that observed it in the home. Yeah, we went we went to uh, a person's home, and um, we, we, we went in. There was a couple there, and then they had. Uh, two children, one around about three, three and a half, and there was a baby. And once I came in, you could tell very quickly, like everybody's angry. Like the minute you walk in, it's just like anger. Like you know, like everybody's talking to each other, like they're angry about like Normal food things. or whatever, just the basic stuff. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they're not unused to it. So anyway, you walk through and like to the room, I do my job, and anyway, the the mum left with the baby uh, and let and um said oh, i'm taking her for a walk or whatever and then the dad was left with the three or four year old there and then obviously because the mum had left uh the baby was just really really distressed it just wanted its yeah. mum basically so it was shouting and crying a lot and uh, you know mummy 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 and they like, crawling again this place before she was very dirty so you seen the baby crawl through it i say baby like two or three toddler toddler yeah infant at best and um 
And so basically, like, the dad wasn't, you know, comforting the baby or anything like that for a good five, ten minutes, which is a long time for a baby to be crying. Yeah. And then eventually, the, he just, like, exploded and said, would you shut up? You know, he just, man, I'll be back later on. Come on, you got to be fucking quiet. And all this, like, oh, shit. Knowing full well as all well, across that I was in his fucking kitchen on the corner. So anyway, uh, but the the trigger point, if that wasn't enough, uh, was going upstairs and uh, because they obviously go into loft hatch and stuff. And uh, oh god, still giving me the heebie-jeebies. Seeing the um, the the bedroom doors of the kids, the two Mm. kids with locks on the outside. So yeah, you're just thinking, oh, these kids are being obviously locked in here, and you know potentially can't get out type thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what it was. So I, I just phoned the local authority the next day in that county, basically, yeah. and, and spoke with them. And the, the lady was very, very nice. And, you know, you don't have to give your – I didn't give my details, to be honest with you, because obviously they would know it was me. Yeah, 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 and I didn't yeah. want them to be able to track me down. Um, but she was very, very thankful. Uh, you know that I had phones uh, and, and this, that, and the other. So, uh, yeah, but of course, then you don't know what what what, what is going to happen. But yeah, uh, yeah. So it's oh, so it's a bleak fucking opening. That <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's sort of like you know, quite often we create the sort of bleak cloud all by ourselves with our own sort of mentality and mood. But then it kind of brings it home when it's actually someone's real human shitty situation going on and yeah, it you know, does quite tragic. It does, yeah, it does. Like knowing that, though, especially when it's kids, you know, you cannot escape. But then you look at the mum in a weird way. I'm not making any allowances for them, but I'm looking at the mum. You know, you know, what sort of situation did they grow up in? You know, is this just yeah. like a? It's a self-serving circle that you know they don't know, do they? I was listening to a podcast earlier, driving home with Stephen Fry, where he was talking about going to boarding school when he was seven, and everybody's reacting like he says, like, oh, you know, that's terrible. But he says, like, well, if you lock a kid in a cupboard between half two and three <laughs> every day, and then hug them when they come out, they just think two o'clock is cupboard time, you know? <laughs> you know, was, that just made me laugh, but it's, like, similar probably to that kind of situation. No, definitely, you know, so, definitely, uh, exactly the same. It's uh, it's absolutely right. It makes me think about kind of Royal Voluntary Service days and seeing sort of the tragedy of loneliness that we faced. Mm. But then, you know, you think about, you know, what was that like five, six, seven years ago? And you're thinking, my God, you know, how how much worse must it have got now? <laughs> yeah, or they've perished. And sometimes you think, oh, they've perished, hopefully. Because it's easier on them than some of the situations you come across. It's like fucking brutal, isn't it? Really. So, uh, yeah, how's your week been? Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what the jewels are about. Hey! (laughs) No, 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 no lottery win here, unfortunately. Um, No, things are all right. I think um, starting to feel a bit festive. Um, I I passed my exams. Oh, uh, congratulations. Well done. uh, got got distinctions in well oh, i say brilliant. in informatives so like they're mocks they're not they don't count unfortunately i wish i could just grab those grades yeah and just but like, they've, this they've is made your lecturers or whatever they are realize oh this guy knows his shit so uh, that's yeah. going to make a difference because they mark a lot of the stuff so yeah it's, i mean it's, it's, it's all stead. it's all anonymized so you know i mean if personal oh, bias could come into it i'd probably charm the pants off them um but I think, you know, I mean, it's boosted my confidence when it comes to the, yeah. the next set that, you know, I'm going to hopefully feel like I, I stand an all right chance. You can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, good. exactly. Fantastic. Oh, good. Well yeah. done. 
But yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, So we, I have literally no clue what week we're on now. Um, I think it's six or seven. Um, Well, not week episode. I think it's seven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And we're, we're, what? It's me this week, week, isn't it? Yeah, I've gone for, there'll be a bit of like overlap. This one with work one, probably. But I wanted to talk about like uh, free time and like leisure time. No, I like that. I like yeah. that. It's a bit oh, like yeah. a bit bit like pretty random and stuff. Um but I think what I kind of wanted to uh well there's two main aspects basically. How your relationship with free time changes during your life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like I find like a huge massive one. Uh and also like how <laughs> really like how free time I'm obviously gonna back on a lot about my situation with young kids and stuff and obviously the effect <laughs> that has on free time but like the feelings and the emotions that you get like of guilt and stuff as well so but like i think first of all if i start on like free time where you think about like the relationship where you change number one it's how it changes and number one it's so important isn't it and yeah. i always go back to the animal and instead of the sheep the other day in the field where i was sending my friend voice note thinking like is that what concerns does that sheep have? It's just chilling. You know, it's two <laughs> o'clock on a Tuesday. That is the time where I'm certainly not chilling. And it's just like a field of them chilling. I was thinking, like, what? These basically have free time, constant free time. And no yeah. real concern about getting food either if you're a sheep, because the food is like, look down, that is food. <laughs> they don't have many real concerns. But I just wondered, like, you know, they're just there, like animals, basically, you know, they have all these free time. And we basically now in modern day working people have very, very little. That's known, isn't it? I, I think there's a statistic that was something, I think like medieval serfs had comparable, if not more, free time or certainly Terrific. days off per year. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, that, yeah. Like certainly people working in America and stuff where there's just absolutely no work laws. But I think like looking back, you know, of periods when you were growing up and you were bored and, you know, time used to move really slowly and your relationship yeah, free time then it was almost kind of annoying and you were just like <laughs> fidgeting or, or you know you would play up and do bad shit just to free it just to fill it up almost yeah, yeah. <laughs> when now we've gone i've certainly gone to the time where you just basically don't have anything any much free time and any free time in inverted commas is now doing chores now is free time oh i've yeah. got some time to do this which is like putting the washing out hoovering you don't have like time to go fucking fishing do you and then i what i say is like say you enjoy fishing which i certainly do not um you go fishing i i like and this is probably a mental health problem of mine but i sit there doing the things i think i love feeling guilty like i on two counts number one i shouldn't really be doing this i should be busy doing should be productive i should be making goods and services <laughs> and also uh what was the other thing um i can't remember the other thing there's two emotions <laughs> um, <laughs> anger anger and sadness <laughs> yeah just guilty and uh yeah, there's always something or, or like this isn't valuable or whatever you know this isn't i suppose it's the same thing isn't it i should be doing something else or feeling guilty or certainly when you're in a relationship with kids i feel like generally if one of you is having free time 
80% of the time the other one isn't or the other one's yeah. that the other yeah, one's yeah. on double time in the house and yeah. you're almost like oh I need to make the most of this and oh <laughs> and by the moment you do that you when, when you it's think gone. that you yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> you're back and then, and then you come back after two hours you're like oh did you have a nice time you know <laughs> you, you're just like oh, I, I did like six things 25% of the way to complete it but I just find it kind of like um I find it quite troubling, basically, that relationship with free time and knowing how important it is to mental health and your own well-being and and stuff like that. Mm, I've, I've sure, just find sure. I've just found that modern modern life, and I think it must be worse now than it's ever been. I don't have a frame reference, and if you ask anyone from previous times, they're always going to make it own sound like they had it worse. Uh, but I'm pretty sure at the moment it it just seems like life is so chaotic. Do you do you, do you, do you feel the same? Like do you, do you feel like there is no Jesus basic Christ. free time. And you don't have any kids. Yeah, no, it's it's horrific. I mean, the amount of times. I know we, we run a risk, I think, sometimes of agreeing too much. But on this particular subject, I I felt your pain uh, deeply on, on several points there. And it's, I mean, literally, literally right before uh, we switched on the laptop and uh, got to recording, it's, I was like, right, okay, so... I finished having dinner. Now I've got time to wash a bit of the bathroom, hoover the floors mm. throughout the whole flat, wash the floors throughout the whole flat, cook some food for tomorrow, and do a load of washing up. And I was like, oh, may, I might have some time to sit down and like maybe play some games. No, no, it's too close to half seven now. You've got no time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. Isn't I mean, it? I guess, I guess, in some ways, the irony is is that this is probably we're not we're not earning anything from this. No one has told us to do this. This isn't sort of productive in the kind of career sense for either of us. No. Could, could could this count? This counts as free time. Oh yeah, it has to. The, the the stuff I I feel you see capitalism. Here we go again. Speaking is like any moment, basically that is not in work mm. is categorized as free time or leisure time, just because yeah. that's the whole idea of the eight, the eight, and the eight, isn't it? Yeah, You've got yeah. eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, and eight hours of free time. Yeah. You know. Eat commutes into that. Eat, you know, <laughs> existing, surviving, getting the groceries in, cleaning the place. You got fucking nothing left. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And and I, I, uh, I mean, I'm not. Like, there's loads no... of hobbies. There's no time for hobbies than the stuff that I that you enjoy. I mean, I I struggle finding them. One, they were quite expensive anyway. But you just can't. You just can't. I I don't think it's fair. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying no to children, but I think given <laughs> no to all kids. <laughs> well, I mean, I I sort of feel like you know if if I'm here living the life that I am, and a lot of what you're saying is ringing true for me. What fucking hope do I have if I have children? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting hearing that from and the parents are a little bit is what's the word? Is it obnoxious? I don't really not sure what obnoxious means, but. Um, Second language. Um, up, up themselves. Up themselves. Probably that then. Whereas you think, oh, look at the single guys, you know, got all the time, all the kids, all <laughs> hey, hey, couples. Hey, second, second language, perfect choice of word. <laughs> Is it good? Fantastic. I'm improving. So, um, yeah, be, be, like, 
it's just like no, like all what you just said is totally and utterly valid. Of course, it's yeah. just like just because you kids, <laughs> of course, kids are not going to make it easier. You know, don't get me wrong. I yeah. was literally I mean, parents I think, and stuff. I, I think the difference is the difference is is that a lot of my chores, if it was totally up to me, if I was a single guy, I would live in a hovel. And what's a hovel? Like just absolute shit. Just oh, I mean, would okay. you? well. Uh, I I fear I don't know but I fear that I might because oh, okay. like yeah, that was one of them. Well, I I don't want to go too personal, but within my family there are certain traits of self neglect, shall we say? Um, <laughs> my 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 gran on my dad's side, I can't remember exactly when she died. It wasn't that long ago, um, and before she died, she was a bit of a hoarder and um, for quite a long time. To the mm. point where when she took her final trip in the hospital, uh, my uncles and aunts went in to sort of inspect the place because she was she kind of kept herself to herself. She was quite reclusive and it was a bit of a fire hazard. Um, mm. And I mean, in the end, a water pipe broke and it meant that the fire hazard was no more because there was water. <laughs> <laughs> it turned into a sponge then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a load of paper mache in a nice <laughs> farmhouse. Up. But it's like, yeah, and I think that I, I, I definitely have a tendency to hoard or to sort of think, oh, I'll, I'll deal with that one day. I'll just put that there for now. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and then my, my dad as well. Like I think <laughs> the majority of my childhood, my parents were together, and then when they split up, I was old enough. Those, you know, I think I was in my early to mid twenties, and now you like look at how they live separately and. My mum, I would describe as far more house proud generally. Mm-hmm. Not that my dad doesn't have his own sense of pride and his own sense of sort of maintaining his own well-being, but it's of a different level compared to my mum, generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that within me and Jody. Like I'm quite lucky to sort of not not to outsource that that care or attention, but to basically have someone going, "Do you want to cook, Dan? Should we cook? I think mm-hmm. that might be a good thing. Do you want to cook?" I'm like, oh, do I have to? Can we not just eat something else? Like, I think before I met her, a good, really good example is I used to cook on a Sunday, and that was it. I would cook like 14 meals on a Sunday That's and right. eat that. That's fucking ideal. Never yeah. having to cook. Literally three minutes in dinner's ready. Yeah. Like, but when you've got when you've got a partner, I think it. I mean, partner, kids. I think it, it's other people. It's when other people become your priority rather than what you necessarily want yourself, if that mm. makes sense. You yeah. become less of a selfish person and you're more guided by other people's needs. Well, you touched on another thing here now with food and stuff, because because of the lack of free time, you are very susceptible, and this is of no fault to the individual, of doing everything you can with the tasks to fill in that that eight hours or whatever to shorten them down to allow yourself to have the free time. <laughs> so what's what happens then is like, all right, you all right, I'll just get a takeout or pick something up, or I'll get a deliveroo or you know, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I won't go to the gym uh because that'll be another hour, hour and a half with traveling there and traveling back. I just won't do that. And then like before you know it, you're you're obviously unhealthy, you're broke and all this. <laughs> and then you just sat there thinking, oh I'm such a fucking failure. Because, you know, I can't do fuck all. So I think 
people again should be kind of kind to themselves and, and we, we have to be careful here like the whole self-serving nature of capitalism and maybe i'm looking at this too much here now but they want us to be busy they want us to not have time to cook because businesses and empires yeah. run run on <laughs> that you well, are you, the minute you, you have free time to cook and go to the field and and and, and have a veg patch well, fucking all the businesses close down, don't they? Because you're self-sufficient. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it is, it's built Mic on drop. making you. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> <Mic drop. laughs> We need to, we need to buy some sound effects, <laughs> or, 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 or just drop a mic. <laughs> no, I think, I think you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think, I don't think it's necessarily. There's not some like evil fat cat in a suit somewhere going. Ah. No, it's, it's an Look army of them. Peasants. Yeah, it's an army of them. <laughs> it's a uh, you know I don't, I don't think it's any great conspiracy. I think it's just a product of the machine that you know our our time is monetized and we're sort of just built into this kind of way of just operating. Did you? Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh. But do you want like again? I need to ask there. Uh except our avid listeners or maybe not like I, I i have this thought with this podcast that somebody's going to listen to that or this and thinking all oh, right yeah i'm not i'm not a failure you know like for for feeling this way or or, or for feeling guilty they don't have enough free time yeah so like how many people have that self-awareness because those are people feel like shit because they can't get stuff done or they feel too busy and i can't cook and so of course, there are people out there that, that are lazy and don't cook. <laughs> it's not like a free hall pass for them. But, to you know, what is the awareness that was out there of people that actually the system wants you to be like this? It's not your fault. Like, this is the structure that we live within. I think, and I as think far most, as they're concerned, everything's going swell. Yeah, I, th- I think most of the time it sort of just plays into people's low self-esteem. People tend to kind of victimize yeah. themselves and just... yeah create this narrative like you say where it's like you know i'm i'm not i'm not able to manage all these tasks and and then you kind of feed in social media you go look at these people on their oh. lovely day out and you know like yeah. look at their families also happy and all the oh. rest of it and oh. do you remember have you seen the film wally no no you mentioned this before i still haven't seen it no oh it's really it's good i mean i can't i can't feel I, it's so long since i've seen it but there's a scene in it where basically all the people are just sat around on like little sort of floating chairs on their phones and on their screens. And they're just sadly getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And they're just like, that's just what the human race has become. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's, it's a bit too close to reality, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely is. It's an uncomfortable truth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it's depressing um, as fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, it's just it's like good. um I mean a little bit of dollop of hope. This probably well, doesn't a apply so much to to you um as it as it does to people without <laughs> children. That. So sorry. <laughs> it's I think it's being like I mean maybe it does, but to a like a lesser extent. Being boundaried. So like I mean of a morning. If I have something to do that I know I have to do, 
I don't do it until I've meditated and my meditation is part of my free time and it doesn't matter when I get up. I normally get up about half five. I normally meditate around six o'clock. If I, on Sunday, I got up, I got up at nine o'clock on Sunday. I felt indulgent. (laughs) But when I, when I had a shower, after I finished my shower, I went and I meditated and it's like, I mean, obviously it's a Sunday. It's a, supposed to be a chill day anyway but i think it's about those times where you're just quite defensive about it are your kids old enough that you can kind of have a dialogue with them and just sit them down and go dad needs some me time now and just be like no not really not quite yet no shit so no. i mean for I example guess I... once i'm i've recently well we didn't have a bathroom door a bathroom uh, door lock for a while <laughs> so I've just installed it now, and the minute my ass touches that rim for shit, it's like dad, dad, dad. You know, I think parents all know that. So I it's just a bit of a, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. Like no, I'm, you know, the whole contents of my gut is free flowing out of my hole. They just don't. They'll go dad, dad, dad. So that is fantastic. I, I genuinely, I, I mean, I'd imagined that we were both like that as children. I really want to know that. Like, oh, that, it's weird. That was... The humour has developed in them, like sooner <laughs> than the than awareness of boundaries. I like that. <laughs> what shit fart humour? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. It's great now. Like you can't have a laugh with them. It's good. It's no, good. that is cool. That is it's cool. it's mental. I mean... Like when when like your child makes you piss yourself. <laughs> and you're thinking like, oh yeah, I created this, and it's making me <laughs> laugh. Like that, that, it's tough to compute that sometimes. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. No, that is cool. That's cool. That's a victory for your sense of humor, isn't it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, biologically and environmentally, they are your creation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Yes. Oh. Thank you, Dan. Oh. I think. I think in terms of the in terms of boundaries, though, it's by the sounds of yeah. it, by by your experience, there's only one thing for it couple of bedroom door locks <laughs> yeah, well, yeah and that that is it i always say the van the van is the what is the you're maker. gonna lock them in lock them in the van <laughs> oh right, i get what you mean now you're thinking about the other one i thought i thought you meant me locking myself in my own bedroom i i guess i mean that doesn't really deal with the issue though because they isn't can still good, be though? outside the door that's good though that i never because locking my children isn't it that good that i've entered my psyche that's that's I mean, that's that's got to be a green point for I mean, definitely. If this ever comes to a court case, they'll probably listen back to this and think, yeah, there was no a. signs. <laughs> no. My lawyer will be straight and on this one. What, what sign is it that that was one of the first things that I thought? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Probably a good reason not to not well, I, I put it in your head, so don't worry too much about it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think it probably is that there's there's an age thing, isn't there? I mean, I don't. I remember being not clingy, but I definitely remember really enjoying spending time with my mum when I was really little. Like it was my world sort of thing. Mm. I have I have memories of that, like being taught how to write. I've like a very distinct memory of being taught how to write and that was cool. Mm. Um but then like, you know, you look a little bit further on and I spent shitloads of my time just reading. Mm. Like fucking I, I just, are they in I'm crap with ages and like when kids start reading and I know it changes from kid to kid. Have, have either of them shown any interest in books? Yet? Yeah. 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 At least so he, he'll be five in February. 
Um, so yeah, he's he's like you know, bless him. He's just like um, he's so cute. He's uh, he'll 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 be able to re- like really concentrate on one word now and read yeah. it, you know, spell it, and then like yeah, and then he'll manage to get it. Hey. And then and he's cute, so cute. Like he he loves his little pad and his pen and he and he writes. And now he's very recently about two years, uh, two weeks. Sorry. He'll think of a word and then he'll try and write it, and he's so cute because he he gets it so close. Like, but it's all phonetical, obviously. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. But he just he just like gets it and he's like, oh, look what I've written, and he loves it. Yeah, so he's, <laughs> he's literally he's coming on leaps and bounds. He's the school are doing a good job, I think. That's so yeah, fantastic. he's definitely showing a lot of uh, of promise. Yeah. And and bilingual or yeah yeah yeah. So it's yeah well Welsh obviously Welsh is is easier you see to write as yeah. you know isn't this it is, this like, is what i was thinking once once you've got all the letters and how they pronounce that's it you find you're away much harder than english really but yeah. he, he speaks english very well to be honest uh but i not yeah not not writing was anything yet on english yeah no. i mean it's but no i think that, that that's that's very very cool is he is it kind of i mean he's in primary so it's not really streamed as such at that level is it it's just whatever sort of is the dominant of the area and i'd imagine on anglesey it's mostly welsh anyway right yeah yeah, it's a welsh medium school yeah yeah so it's yeah that's what they do basically there yeah yeah Yeah. except obviously doing lesson in uh english English. yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's fantastic it's uh i think kids ultimately grow up a lot brighter there's a lot of research now out now these days that you know being bilingual from an early age oh, is really yeah, good God, for you. Yeah. So it's it's like, brilliant. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. No, fair play, fair play. But uh, talking about that free time we did earlier, do you do you get the guilt? I like when you're doing something that you actually enjoy and you start feeling guilty or like anxious or whatever the hell the feeling is in your stomach. Do you get that? Yeah. I, what I'm is sad. that? It's it's fucked up. I this this will sound ridiculous and very self indulgent, but like for the last month or so, I. I have a problem with free time in that I've got quite an addictive personality. So if I enjoy something, it can be quite difficult for me to stop doing it. Okay. Yeah. You've said this before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I've been known to like just read books cover to cover very quickly. I have played games obsessively for like, I think there was a point about a month ago where I played a game on my PS5 for about 12, 10 hours something something ridiculous like early morning till late at night and it just wasn't wasn't good mm-hmm. i mean it was really fun but it also wasn't good so i i kind of i'm struggling like in those situations sorry to cut across so in this situation there would you f- forego all your other duties <laughs> all right okay okay <laughs> like i in that kind of situation i probably won't eat Oh, I really? will. Oh, yeah. I will. I might go to the loo um, if I, I need so. to. <laughs> Ten hours. But I, I definitely wouldn't like shower, and I definitely wouldn't do any sort of basic house maintenance, like cleaning oh, okay. or cooking or whatever else. And I wouldn't do any kind of like productive work stuff either. So if it was, I, I basically came up. Well, one of my tutors in uni recommended that I just swear it off during the week, just leave it completely during the week because. He didn't say this, but essentially I cannot control myself. So I had to leave it for the weekend. Um, And that worked. That worked. But then when I found that like uni work was dominating my life so much, 
last weekend it came to the point where I was like finally had some free time and sat down and just felt really weird about it and couldn't really get into it and was just sort of getting frustrated with myself because I was like I want to do this I want to enjoy this I want to get back into it but yeah. I also just feel weird and uncomfortable and it's like oh <laughs> yeah, you're always having you having to fight that as well then yeah exactly exactly hell. Jesus but I mean, it's not a screaming child, is it? So I still win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's also. But do you get the guilt otherwise, or do you do yeah, do you think that your yeah. guilt's just come from that? Like, oh no, this could turn. I, I could lose control it's, here. No, it's it's not. It's not just the addictive type stuff. It's also the. It sounds fucked, and I know the stakes aren't genuinely this high. But basically, if I get good exam results and I come out of my course being able to get a decent well-paid job there's a good chance that i'll probably never have to go to a food bank and there's a good chance that when the nhs collapses i'll have private health insurance with one of the best providers (laughs) but if i don't get those good exam results there's a good chance that i could end up back in the third sector i could end up going to a food bank and when the nhs collapses my body will collapse and I will die early. Jesus Christ, <laughs> you extrapolated it all far. Jesus, okay. But well, like, it's, it's two the first, huge extremes for your brain to try and manage. First time in a while that I've expressed that that succinctly, but essentially, that's why I study as hard as I do. Okay. Because it feels like I'm sat in a room with two doors out of it. And Fucking I, hell. And they're, and they're clearly labelled. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on you there, Dan. You've got to be careful. Boy, boy. I know it's it's got, probably going to be great for motivation, but Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. It's just like you're, you're making this course like shit or bust for your life. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I know in reality it's probably not actually that simple. Well, it's but, definitely not, is it? But the, th- the thing is... Good is like, tomorrow. Yeah, well, this is it. This is it. We can hope. Eh? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! But no, I think. I mean, it is. It, obviously, it can't be that simple. But at the same time, I look at kind of the the big firms and and the you know these these firms that are kind of offering forty, fifty, sixty k starting salary and private health insurance and all the rest of it, and they are not typically going after the people with lower grades. And they are typically going after people with CVs who fucking gleam, who look like they're the best thing since fucking sliced bread. So realistically, I've got to make some sacrifices. And then then if that means like, you know, I mean, I'm on a part time course, but I don't ever do what the part time hours are. Like they say per week, you're supposed to have about six hours per module, which Mm. would be 12 hours. Right. Which would, in theory, mean I could get it in one day. Right. Mm. I, I work every single day of the week apart from the weekend um, yeah. until about four or five from about seven in the morning. So it's like, yeah, I, I'm trying to basically stack the cards in my favor because I'm in a situation where I can and I'm not I'm not powerless as much as I was in the third sector. In the third sector, you're sort of just there getting shot on from a great height repeatedly. <laughs> and there's very little you can do about it. Yeah. Um, whereas at least as a, as a student, you sort of feel like if I work hard enough, I can come out and sort of lodge myself higher up the tree. Yeah, 
it's foot in the door, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. exactly. But exactly. that's giving you there's no there's that Jesus, you it's clear why you'd be feeling guilty then because you're thinking <laughs> if I don't give any second of waking hour towards this, you're putting that on yourself, aren't you? In a way, I mean, do, mm. do, do, do you feel that you've got any guilt coming from the position of um, like society? Like, um, oh, you shouldn't have free time. Or it might be uh, different for you because you're in education, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think people people sort of expect students to be dossers, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still a sort of perception of students as sort of sponges. So yeah. I think if I fulfilled that stereotype, I don't think many people would have that much of a problem with it. I don't think students generally get a bad rap. Like, we've seen a lot of, like, public criticism of various roles within society like the train drivers getting it hard you know it's like the protesters you know all these kind of different sort of archetypes within the me like that the media have portrayed yeah I, I i mean students haven't really had a look in in terms of kind of anyone slacking them off too much at least i don't think they have no no but there's always been that undercurrent as you say of like scroungers or whatever as and they've <laughs> It's mental, really, is it? But, but maybe that 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 is the evidence where, like, it seems that if you are not working or active, yeah, you are given a label immediately. So if you're like a student, it's like, oh, you're tax dodgers or sponges or lazy or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, if you're on the on benefits, you're like, one, you're lazy bastard and all I this. I think I think it's when like. In terms of courses, it's when you're doing something that people can't see an economic value in. And yeah. I've picked a subject which is like very stereotypically economically productive, like engineer, doctor, lawyer. It's like the triumvirate of establishment status yeah, quo. Yeah, you get like a royal wave or whatever if you get your school. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If you're doing media studies or geography or, you know, something like that, then you tend to get more stick. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> isn't it? Even though, like, the world would be much poorer for the world people in the, in those kind of disciplines, really. No, oh, exactly, it's exactly. fucking so fucked, it's insane. But, you know, here, here we... Here, we are odd, I suppose, going through life, kind of even thinking about this stuff. I don't know, but like, there's a lot of people trying to like fight back now with free time, with like looking at the four day work week and stuff. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, and obviously, we, that's what my policy is in the business that I run. Like the staff member is, is it? Yeah, thirty two hours a week. Yeah, which they do, can do, set do, as do, they do, want. Do you pay them? Yeah, obviously. they put them on the salary. Yeah, yeah. So like a full time, it's a full time role. At salaried for 32 hours a week. Fucking nice one, mate. Or, or, of which, I didn't and, and that. oh yeah, and paid lunch hour, and hey. they they can set their hours. I, so do you do you know what? I don't think I'm fucked anymore. I've created a third door. There's food bank. <laughs> there's high paid lawyer, and in the middle, there's coming and being being Dewey's bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is it. I'm like, I, I was like, well, yeah. It's like. Obviously, listen, don't get me wrong. I, I, I knew I'm starting the business. Of the, you know, I started the business only about two years ago. I know I can't pay top, top dollar. I, I, you yeah. know, obviously, I was terrified of getting a thousand pounds a month for me at the beginning. And yeah. here I am now looking at, you know, salary in the, in the mid to late 20s, you know, for staff members and stuff. Nice. So I'm thinking, well, okay, it's not... Even if you look about what well, with the strikes and stuff that are going on now, you know that 
and McClinch et al. always stand up and say, oh, it's not all about pay, where the media yeah. brings it up, you know, their nurses on 33 grand a year average or whatever. It's about yeah. conditions as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, well, yeah, yeah. I can help a lot more on the conditions. No, definitely. So, definitely. You know, I've got more power of that, really. Yeah, so it's 32 yeah. hours a week. They can set, they can do like um, a nine to five four yeah. days or they could do a 10 till four whatever it's totally flexible as long as the job gets done kind of thing um absolutely, so that, that's the way i've gone so i'm, I'm gonna how, but again how public, i don't how, how public are you with that like how i mean obviously your employees know but are you what do you go to sort of any trade events or any sort of in your publicity do you talk about that kind of stuff oh, fucking hell no jesus no and i wouldn't do either to be honest with you i, I really wouldn't oh, no. it's just no it's only just when obviously if and when I'd ever look for more staff then then you'll advertise it they're, they're like advertising like, like this is a huge thing yeah <laughs> yeah so but it'd be interesting to see i don't give a shit obviously i'm i'm i don't do it for myself is the problem i don't it's not expectation i'm the owner i work very long hours and stuff but um but it's interesting to see that uh, the society is fighting back a little bit and, yeah, and we've yeah. talked about it i think on the work podcast where the nine to five thing is like totally made up mm like most things uh but i'm finding it so difficult to it's so etched into society that nine to five where i i'm struggling as kind of the owner of the business to fight back against it really mm-hmm. I, you know i can't say it no i i can't be there at four o'clock because i finish work at three well yeah. they're gonna go to another client you know so yeah, i've, yeah, I've yeah. lost that client so it's all well and good saying now that's why I'm trying to do it for the staff. But from a business point of view, it's going to take much more. Mm. Like, well, you're, I mean, effectively, effectively, what you're doing is you're creating a little cove and you're welcoming your employees in and you're saying, right, OK, so I've created this little artificially calm water for you to sail around in. But I'm going to weather the storm. I'm going out to the to the stormy seas and I'm going to sail the fishing boat to bring in the work to ensure that your little calm cove can remain as a nice little calm cove if that makes yes, sense hopefully hopefully and hopefully obviously that i retain them uh you know long longer term and they're happy and productive obviously you know so mm. that less of all don't 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 make uh so much of a difference that's the idea anyway because i am yeah. fully aware that you know, you lose a member of staff and, you know, the cost is huge. You know, not not only replacing training, that yeah, it is yeah, really, yeah. really important. But I mean, to... you, you when just then when I asked about kind of whether you would be public about, you know, the benefits that you bring to staff and the kind of ethos, the ideology with which you run the company, you, yeah. you shied away from being more sort of public about that um, in terms of talking to other businesses, in terms of publicising it. What's what's your sort of reasoning behind that? Uh, that I'm an introvert. Oh, I thought it might be. <laughs> it's just that simple, to be totally honest with you. And I don't, I don't want to speak. I speak with enough humans as it is. As it is. I, I'd rather just do it <laughs> at my own quiet corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to find out more, fine. I'll speak with them one-to-one, but I'm not going to any fucking events. And, oh, well, I mean, like maybe, not, maybe not necessarily events, but I'm talking about things like having it as one of the main features on your website that kind of thing like yeah yeah it's doable yeah i know because i mean it like obviously i can't kind of go into too much detail but um with the north wales law center that i'm involved in um we've we we 
looked at kind of what we could pay and and sort of you know thought about it realistically and thought about the market and thought about the kind of person that we wanted to attract and you know i think you know if we were being naive we'd probably want to pay more um realistically you know you feel that your employees are always worth more than what you can actually pay them i think a lot of the time um but then you look at the benefits and you look at the way that they're supported and you look at Mm. the sort of the flexible working and Mm -hmm. i mean it's very early days in terms of this little project it's only been going you know it's not even properly launched but it's been going for like maybe six months as a sort of project and yeah i feel like we're on the right track we're sort of Mm. making the right noises and not only that but when it comes to our next stage of kind of publicity and stuff it's going to be one of the badges that we wear. And in terms of, you know, my metaphor of, of the cove versus the stormy sea, I feel that if you've got a fishing boat out there who is churning up the water, buying into this culture of the nine to five, buying into this culture of like free time, you should feel guilty about, you should feel awful about, you know, sitting down with your kids, you should feel awful about not getting in more business every other fishing boat around you is going to be churning up the water and what you're left with is a stormy sea whereas if you as a fishing boat goes right i'm off where are you going i'm going to go and have some free time you then start to change the culture yeah yeah. especially if people like and respect you and they look at your quality of life as long as you can do it because if you're going to fuck your business if you're going to put yourself under by making stupid decisions yeah of course you, you know. do have to balance that in it as well yeah but you, you do need to be the change you want to be i i know i can't stand on this podcast and moan to my mates over a pint about work if i have any sort of control of that myself so you know i don't yeah. want to be a hypocrite <laughs> you know i have to i have to be the change you want to be at the end of the day uh, and try and do something different. It, it is interesting when you talk to boomers. And they, you are? Oh, fuck yeah. You fucking work my day. Oh, yeah. Why do you want to pass the torment on yeah, exactly. to the next generation? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like Christ. ridiculously, it's it's very S&M, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's like this. Oh, if I receive this pain, you must yeah, immediately yeah, yeah, receive yeah. the pain. It's weird. That, that's going to happen the same with their fucking pensions, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna get uh, maybe. Our, well, I think our pension might be a food parcel instead of just like Probably. money. It might change yeah. that. To be honest, it'll be. It'll be. Uh, was it? I can't remember. I think I saw like a, a while ago. There was pictures of s- children's school lunches. Do you remember seeing that? And it was like, oh, oh this this cost. The it went round last year. There was like pictures that went round social media of like this is your kid's school meal, and apparently it cost the the school that created it cost them a tenner to put together and it was literally like a little bread roll an apple a chocolate bar a bag of crisps and you're like someone's being had here yeah oh, <laughs> of course yeah well that you think about that with school meals it's it's contracted out to a for-profit company isn't it at the end of the day uh, isn't it fucking horrific yeah knowing that what well, they feed your kids they need to flip a profit and listen i understand profit's not a, kind of a bad thing i do understand but you know, you, you've got this two, you've got well, you've got three things going on, basically. You've got the budgets being cut yeah, yeah. for local authorities to get a company to come in. 
you've then got a competitive tender process going on to make sure that they are getting the cheapest provider, which is obviously going to make the companies do it cheaper, 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 cheaper. And then you've got the third thing of them needing to make a profit. <laughs> All that, th- those three things do not equal a nutritious meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, you, exactly. You know, so, I mean, uh, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like you need a national piece of legislation focused on well-being. Perhaps. Yeah, or, or just like yeah, exactly. Perhaps yeah, perhaps. Well, well being, well being of future generations. Act anyone? <laughs> or, or just like a fucking agreement of I don't know, like you can't have X amount more of this than that, or it needs to have that or something. Through I don't fucking yeah, know. We can't yeah. worry about all this stuff, can we? No, we can talk about it on a podcast, but we can't worry about it all. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. How often do you sit down um, with your partner and just watch? something on netflix or disney just watch a film or watch a tv series uh probably certainly one maybe two nights a week okay okay that's the generally easy. between the hours of like eight and ten or something we'll okay. watch it but that, i'm is... very i am very bad at this on netflix dan if i don't like it within 15 20 minutes i turn it off <laughs> and i've good. changed i've changed a lot how i was before i used to be like no i will watch this until i get it it's a grower but i've been let down with that policy so much (laughs) now i've gone like full circle and like fucking if this director can make me enjoy it within 15 minutes so we do it but we find that and and the my partner's the same like that as well to be honest she'll like zone out quite immediately and i can tell when she doesn't like it so we we, we do it quite often but we fail also quite often i'm, I'm literally i'm literally the opposite i will jode has to persuade me to watch something and so many times i've just point blank refused i've just been like nah shit shit nah yeah. i haven't watched any of it i might have seen a bit of the trailer and i'm just like no this is crap i'm not gonna watch this <laughs> and then like occasionally she'll bring something in and, and i'm like oh this is fantastic. <laughs> I'll give that a go, yeah. I think. She's oh, it's it's. I really should be more trusting because some of the, my favorite ever TV series have been in. Like, have you heard of Dirk Gently's Number One Detective Agency? No, I have not. I think it would oh. be a title like that. <laughs> I mean, it's got um fucking who's it got in it? Um, Toby Maguire, you know Spider Man. Oh yeah, got Toby Maguire in it. Um, okay. Is it? Is it? No, this is the awkward moment where I confuse Toby Maguire with the other one. Um, right, give me a sec. Um, I I apologise, uh, Toby Maguire. I actually meant Elijah Wood. <laughs> 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 it's got it's got him in it, and it's just like I won't I won't describe it too much, but it's just very very surreal sort of uh, fa- reasonably family friendly sort of comedy um drama type thing but yeah like and have you heard of sweet tooth no oh another this i'm uh shit I forget, you don't like skiffy do you no i fucking hate skiffy okay so both of those are complete write-offs for you okay so, thank you sweet tooth is about essentially an end of the world scenario where a virus causes women to give birth to children that are part animal um and other than that people cannot have children anymore and they essentially the government 
breaks down and militia groups decide that they want to round up these children and kill them all. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it all gets very dark very quickly. <laughs> Sounds it, Jesus Christ. And it's, yeah. it's great. It's great. You, you really, oh, you're, you're messy. Oh, Jesus. You're going to have a Damasian moment at some point in your life and you're going to like welcome the Skiffy into your yeah, life. Yeah, I'm sure. Listen, I have watched other Skiffy things and I have enjoyed them. I'm not like yeah. waiting off. Uh, yeah, of course. But I'm just not like, I have to be in like Tiffle a window. Mood. Yeah, I have to yeah. be in a real window of... Of, of 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 a thing where you think it would be an escape for me, really, wouldn't it? Because everything's made up anyway, and what what the world we actually live in. To be honest, like a lot of my sort of tastes are built around that idea of like the flights of fancy. You know, where where can your imagination take you? Where are the weird and wonderful yeah, places yeah, yeah. you can go to? I can imagine, and it's yeah. a you know a little shield of the. I think that's one of the fantastic things about free time, and probably why it's so important because whether you're reading whether you're listening to some music whether you're watching some tv or a film or whatever it allows you to cocoon yourself against the harshness of the world mm. um and you know we we talked earlier about your kids and sense of humor and reading all of that all of that i would say that when you're a parent your free time changes because it's not as much or it can't be as much about having free time away from them so having your sort of pure pre-parenting free time the kind of things that you would have done before they were born it's more about welcoming them in into that free time so thinking right well here i'm gonna not be working i'm not doing anything else i'm just going to be having fun with the kids or you know i'm going to be laughing at their jokes or i'm going to be helping them read or whatever and it's like that becomes part of your joy but i've never had children so this might sound absolutely daft to you. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, the policy works, isn't it? And it is effective. Um, but the, <laughs> the, 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 the problem with kids is is they, they don't... Uh, I know what you're trying to say, that you can control things by allocating a time or something for it. This is that time. I assume that's what you're saying. And no, so, like, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm, right. I'm just... I'm talking more about way a way of reframing the fact that you have very very little choice so yeah. like it's like oh it's fun dad shit time <laughs> oh yeah and that that is the coping mechanism you know in a way it is yeah you're right it has to be yeah it has to be um <laughs> fucking hell oh. I, I better look at like a bad time you wouldn't change uh, spending time with your kids and i look at my kids now and i'm thinking like oh like I'm gonna miss this in five years, you know. Yeah. You just you just know yeah. it. So I don't want to hate hate myself in five years for for thinking this. I think, oh, how dare you think you need more free time? You should have spent more time with the kids. <laughs> so and then it just like starts again. So yeah. and final yeah. thought, yours this yours, this week. I think it's walls. It's you've you've <laughs> got to put up the walls, and whether that's going to be a physical lock or or a van, as you suggested, put them in the van. At least then you can kind of drive them away and then maybe put your bike in the van and then lock them in the van and then cycle back home without them. That that could be one solution uh, that might get you in, tro- in, in trouble with Anglesey County Council. Um, but no, seriously, I think it's about having strong boundaries and no matter what the situation, figuring out how to find those moments of solace. I think there's probably... I'd imagine say neither of your children are severely disabled, but I'd imagine that if they were severely disabled or they become severely disabled, 
you would find a way to balance that with those increasing demands you'd have to because otherwise you'd go insane so there must be a way to do it i think it's about banding together as as groups of people and acknowledging amongst friends and family that it's okay to have free time and and trying to challenge this myth that free time is bad we we need a new work we also need to uh like don't take over the final thought here um you know like redefine i suppose what free time is and make sure that it does not include the chores that we were talking about yeah. and all that there needs to be a different word for that it be it chores or whatever and yeah. be clear what it is you're right yeah i mean i i would say that that free time is sacred and yeah you you do need a different word for you shouldn't ever include chores as part of what free time is because that's not free time that's just homework mm. it's still work you're not getting paid for it but it's the stuff that allows you to not be not have a disease and to still have food and the rest of it but free time should be stuff about something that nourishes you spiritually and emotionally and allows you to escape and to just feel better about the shitness that is existence <laughs> is that what you think about when you get the dildo out <laughs> Get out, Jody. I'm, <laughs> I'm so it's glad good. I'm in charge of editing this I week. Need to be, I need to be nourished. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, very true, Dan. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for um, listening to my meanderings about free time. I didn't know it was going to work, but I think it has. Yeah, just about. Just about. <laughs> Spot on. Speak to you next week, mate. Speak to you soon. Hallyho. ho.